0: You're listening to the Coffee and Clergy Podcast. I'm Pastor Scott, and we're glad that you're joining us today. You can watch us live on YouTube or Facebook on Wednesdays at 9.30 a.m. Central. And you can always give us a listen on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Without further ado, grab a cup of joe, find a comfy chair, and enjoy the conversation. Good morning and welcome to King of Kings. I'm Pastor Doug Chinberg and I have a special guest with me here today, Barbara Hunt. Uh, Barbara likes to go by Babs. Yes, I do. And she is our early childhood, minister of early childhood. And uh, last couple of weeks we've been taking some time to interview staff and talking about um, what they do, their background, where they've come from, how God has worked in their life and shaped where he's brought them today. So Babs, it's good to have you here today. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And um, um, you do, you just came on this, this year. And so we'll talk about that. But um, um, first of all, we just want to thank our folks for joining us today. If you've watched us before, we thank you for joining us again today if this is your first time. We, uh, we're glad that you're with us, and we pray that this time will be a time of blessing as we talk about how God is at work in our lives, and uh, again, the last couple of weeks focusing on our staff. And so grab a a desired beverage and join us as we have a conversation today. And um, again, Babs, thank you for being here, and um, maybe we should begin uh, with a prayer, and then I'm going to ask you some questions about your background and how God worked in your life to bring you here. Sounds great. Okay. If you'd bow your heads with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new day of grace. Uh, We thank you for your mercy that is new each and every morning. And I thank you for our staff. I thank you especially today for Babs as she has joined our staff here at King of Kings uh, to help us do that work of ministry that you've given us to do. Uh, What a blessing it is, a joy as we uh, not only get to experience that as a staff but also as we share it with those around us and so I pray for Babs not only this day but this coming semester with the challenges that are going on Uh, pray for all of our preschool staff and uh, pray for the kids the children that will be joining us as well and so ask that you work in their lives and the lives of their family and uh, we thank you for your presence here today so guide our conversation and may it serve to your glory We ask it all in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, Babs, maybe we ought to start with uh, just asking you to share with us a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? Mm -hmm. Um, How were you involved in church? And uh, uh, how did God work in your life during that time?
1: Yeah. I look forward to getting to meet everybody uh, on a personal level at some time i'm thankful for this platform to share who i am as you're getting to know me and i'm getting to know you so uh, when you say when you grew up i i I don't know if some of you can tell but i have a southern accent Uh, my father was in the army and uh, he and my mother after they had their fourth child they decided that was just too much moving around So uh, he received his doctorate in education, and both of my parents were administrators at university. So I would call my hometown Oxford, Mississippi. That's where my parents served, um, the University of Mississippi, for over 20 years. It was a little bitty southern town that you think about. Um, I grew up um, Episcopal, uh, St. John's. Episcopal Church is where my family worshiped, and it was just a regular part of our life. I remember going to Sunday school and hearing all the stories and going through confirmation and serving as an acolyte. So, with the four children, we have a picture of all four of us in our robes um, to acolyte and, you know, right in front of the altar. And, you know, so we had those family foundational moments early for me. And uh, then I married my husband, Mark. I'm I'm going to
0: pause for just a moment. Sure. You said you had three siblings. Mm -hmm. Where did you fall in the order of those siblings?
1: I am the often misunderstood middle girl, three girls. I'm in the middle. And then my younger brother uh, was spoiled by all of us. He was six years younger than me. Okay. So, uh, yeah, very close family. Um, My sister uh, and brother still live in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, when I go back to visit, all of a sudden my accent gets a little stronger, and then my other sister recently moved to Colorado, so both of my parents have passed, and uh, we do everything we can to still stay close as a family as we uh, help our own families uh, walk forward in faith.
0: Okay, So and you were talking about your folks? Yes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, my mom and dad again working at the university. Uh, that is actually where I met my husband Mark. His father was the basketball coach for Ole Miss. Uh-huh. So we've got basketball in my family and uh, so I met and married my husband Mark and uh, we moved here to St. Charles County to be with his grandma, Grandma Alice Ocupole. Uh They helped form uh, the founding charter of Emmanuel St. Charles but so we moved here to help take care of her and for him to get a job. He was an attorney at the time, and but we wanted to worship as a family, and my daughter started uh, preschool at Emanuel. And being Episcopal, uh, I went through the adult classes, and I joined the Lutheran faith. And it just, God takes care hold of your heart and just continues to grow you through these different phases of life. I have a daughter, Brooke, who is... Uh, I'll give you the ages, Uh, now 27, and a son, Justin, who is 24. Uh, They both are in St. Charles County. My daughter married uh, Brendan Broski. He's an engineer at Boeing. Uh, My daughter, Brooke, is a kindergarten teacher at Parkway, so I'm keeping very close tabs there.
0: Keeping education in the family. Absolutely. Okay.
1: And my son, Justin, is an accountant. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Well, very good. So you said, when did you move to the St. Louis area, St. Charles? That was... We
1: moved to the St. Louis area when my daughter was six months old. So, oh okay. my goodness, over 26 years ago. Okay. And, you know, uh, God is good. And uh, like I said, it was when she was in preschool that I wanted us to all be able to worship and for me to understand. Uh, we were taking our grandma Alice to church every Sunday. We uh, had the our favorite spot in the church pew okay. as we worshiped as a family and uh so joining the Lutheran faith was just a, a natural progressive step
0: okay mm-hmm. so um your folks were in teachers and mm-hmm. so that gave you an interest in teaching mm-hmm. uh how did that how did your education um sh- shape you as you went through college and uh My education has been an
1: interesting journey. So my undergraduate is business, specializing in human resource. So my first job out of college was working for the thermos company, the people who actually make thermoses. And I was their human resource administrator. It was a three-shift operation. I was ready to take on the world. But then I had this little six-pound, seven-ouncer that changed everything and from the time my daughter was born all of my interest has been early childhood and I got my master's in uh, education and I'm certified both in early childhood and elementary. Um, I served as a parent educator for nine years for the city of St. Charles. I did early childhood screening, I just absorbed everything I could yeah. as far as education. What did you
0: What did you do as a parent educator?
1: As a parent educator, we would actually go into um, people's homes uh... when they had children birth to age five and we would bring them developmental activities we would encourage parents and their parenting skills we would do some basic screenings so if there were some some red flags some things that we thought the child could use an additional support we could go ahead and get that early intervention to the children okay. but now as i continued my education because i'm a lifelong learner about three years ago, I was blessed with the opportunity to do something I really wanted to do for a long time. I did not graduate from the Concordia school system, so I went through eight classes called colloquy, and as I went through these eight classes, it gave me more in-depth learning and education in our, in our Lutheran um, faith, and so I also hold a colloquy degree which is like an LTD, a Lutheran teacher's degree. So uh, being a lifelong learner, I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, but I can, I've can, got a lot of certificates, and when I interviewed for this job and I was looking back, I went, I don't know how I ended up with 23 years of early childhood and, and all of this because it seems like everything just happened in a blink of an eye.
0: Yeah, when I was going to college in uh Wichita Kansas at Wichita State University Uh, I got my degree in business management and as uh, it was after that I went to the seminary so Mm -hmm. I didn't have the privilege of going to uh, one of our synodical colleges Um, uh, and sometimes I'll use words like synodical you may or may not know what that means but our our Lutheran Church Missouri Synod uh, our synod is, a, is an organization that walks together, mm-hmm. and so we have synodical colleges and universities that many of our young people go to, and if they have the if they have the opportunity, and um, and they they not only receive an education but also receive a training mm-hmm. in uh, in our Lutheran Church, and uh, oftentimes are able to take. Uh, uh, classes that relate to the Bible and mm-hmm. and um, uh, have an opportunity to learn uh, in a more in-depth way um, uh, things about the Bible in our church mm-hmm. which is which is a blessing
1: and God is so good because my heart is centered in our faith okay but he's also gifted me with the um, the knowledge of of education and how I can support and grow that but I also understand a budget you know so um, it, it
0: which is very helpful. He is incredible <laughs>
1: as, as he has called me to serve in different places that I understand the path that he has put me on and um, because it helps me fully develop. I love being in early childhood. Um, I was at an elementary school and I was very th- thankful for that, but my heart is here and I really love where I am. Um, it's called a freestanding preschool where we are not connected to a day school. Um, and all of that gifts that he's given me has helped me understand my call here and how I can serve it uh, to the best of my ability.
0: Very good. I'm going to put in a plug here. Uh, as we go through and we continue to talk, we, I want to invite uh, the, our listeners, if you have any questions for, Bab, uh, for Babs, I would uh, invite you to, uh, to send those, uh, Paul, and how would be the best way to send those? Okay, on Facebook comments, and if you would send those questions, we can ask those questions to Babs. So um, just think, if you have any questions as we go through this, please send those uh, send those to us. And so um, one of the things uh, that I always like to talk about, one of the things we talk about in the church is our spiritual gifts. Have you ever done a spiritual gifts inventory?
1: Um, not officially, but unofficially, I think, you know, we look at... Uh, ourselves and our, and our gifts, and you know, I would say uh, one of the gifts that God has given me um, is to be an encourager, okay. which has served very well within the um, the calls that He has provided. I love encouraging people in their faith, um, both in the teachers and and what they are doing within our our outreach, our preschool. I enjoy conversations with our parents when you can have a faith conversation with a parent that. Hopefully, I I can bring them encouragement, but that feeds my faith heart as well. Um, I like to help people through whatever moment because I know, you know, and currently we're experiencing some really difficult moments, but what I do know is God's in the middle of it, and we will get through it. Um, So hopefully, I can be very encouraging to everyone around us.
0: I agree that you have the gift of encouragement, and uh, Babs has already encouraged me. She has given me a book. Mm-hmm. Um, just a kind of an inspirational book that I read it was a simple read but it was uh, uh, very helpful and encouraging and so very I good. thank you for that thank so you. I, I affirm you. your gift thank you so
1: so kind of following with that also um, I love to encourage my teachers and make sure that we start our staff meetings and time we can to begin with a word of prayer or devotions and I have loved this devotional book, it's called Jesus Calling, and shh, don't tell the teachers they're all going to get it at the start of the school year because God is in the middle of all of this. But I have a tendency to give away books quite often. Um, So what I like to do is keep a supply of this uh, devotional book in my office. And then when parents come in, um, I will often, as, as they're sharing concerns, I'll give them the Jesus Calling book. Because there's short devotions that really speak to your heart, that helps you take that next step forward, and I have a funny story to share about that. So, uh, again, my my staff at one of my previous preschools, they knew this is what Mrs. Hunt does is she gives away her book. I had um, one of my um, one of my teachers actually give me this book, and they wrote in it. They put my name in it, and they signed it because they knew that was the only way I wouldn't give away my book because I I leave it on my desk. So as parents come in, teachers come in, I very gladly hear, you know, encouragement. And um, so they figured me out, and they found a way. So this has been a a copy. that's your copy. This is my copy that Kelly gave me with my name in it. And um, so she figured me out. But I do like to share and help everyone see that, that God is in the middle of this. And no matter what we're going through, this is just a moment in time and that he's got this.
0: He's got it in control. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been uh, a few different places over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Where has God led you to serve and, mm-hmm. and how did you serve in, in those different places? Yeah.
1: So when my children were going to church at Emmanuel St. Charles, I would call myself the professional room mom. And uh, I was volunteered everywhere and glad to go. I helped with uh, many youth group and junior youth group. Um, When I got my master's, I thought I was going to teach in the classroom, and I was called to be the early childhood director at Our Savior, joyfully served there. And then a good friend of mine, Dr. Sanford, called me to serve at uh, Child of God in St. Peter's, where I joyfully served and found I enjoyed it, but I missed my littles. I missed early childhood. And then... um,
0: How long were you at Child of God?
1: Child of God for five years. I started as their vice principal, and I was teaching um, and helping to provide support to 30 different teachers. Um, And then they did um, eventually move me back into that early childhood component as our early childhood program grew to over 140 children. Hmm. Um, It it was great, but it was very... You know, we were able to... It was a very very well developed program but bigger does not always mean that's where you feel your heart is. I really like that personal connection with the families and um, they have a wonderful administrator there. Dr. Sanford and I are still very close friends Um, but the call here was the the tug on my heart that I never thought uh, he would give me last year but I felt it and through the whole process he was definitely here. Uh, with me and uh, I feel very happy where he led me.
0: Very good. I don't know if you want to say anything more about uh, the call and the process as we uh, Mm -hmm. interviewed you and um, um, what was going on in your life. Sometimes I, um, before I've received a call, uh, sometimes I feel uh, a little bit like God is loosening the dirt underneath Mm -hmm. my feet and almost preparing me for something that's about to happen and Mm -hmm. I don't know if you experienced anything like that or
1: absolutely so the journey to bring me here definitely a God thing Um, I saw Judy uh, at a September training that we went to and I have loved Judy and known her for a long time she is such a bubble I mean when we would go to our, our early childhood trainings I would always try to gravitate next to her table because I mean she's just joy and so she approached me in September and said, you know, Babs, I'm, I'm ready to retire. You know, would you, you know, consider, you know, possibly looking, you know, at, at our preschool? And I was like, uh, actually, I'm okay. No, it's okay. And then God gets a hold of that heart, and he just kept going. Do you remember that conversation? Isn't Judy great? Don't you think mm-hmm. the preschool where Judy is serving is wonderful? So I called her. And I said, hmm. I said, you know what? I said, God will not let go of that conversation. I said, tell me a little bit more. She told me a little bit more. And then I'm like, mm, I'm still not sure. And then I, I was excited to get the call to interview. But to be honest with you, when I came to the interview, I was, because I loved the school I left, I still love Child of God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to God's call, but I'm not sure I'm ready to make a move yet so I came in to the interview with you all and there was just something something about that interview and all of you it was such a warm comfortable feeling during the interview that I had walked in actually ready to be prepared to say thank you you're wonderful but I'm going to stay where I'm at I couldn't after that interview just something bigger was now there and, um, so it's,
0: I, that's kind of exciting when God, he, he puts things on our heart and mind and he causes <laughs> us to dwell on them mm-hmm. and, uh, pray about them to think right. about them. And, and, uh, and then as we go through the process, things become oftentimes more clear
1: exactly about, uh,
0: which direction we should go. And
1: so, and it was very unique. So after my interview and my tour, uh, with you all, my head was spinning. I'm like, Oh my goodness, this could, be a real thing. And then I got the call um, that you all had decided to extend a call to somebody else. But I had a tremendous peace about it. I'm like, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy for your ministry and I'm happy in the ministry I'm serving. And then time went on and I got the call for the second call from you all. And my heart was like, oh my goodness, okay. So I was able to, under the, while I was deliberating the call, I consulted some um, people who know me well. I, I'm blessed with some wonderful pastor friends that helped me try to discern okay. between the two calls. Um, some wonderful, um, so like I said, some pastor friends, some DCE friends, some you know family friends to help me figure out. Um, but I'll also tell, the, tell you this wonderful moment my daughter helped me too. There's a picture of a little girl um, standing in front of Jesus, and she has her teddy bear. And Jesus is putting out his hand, you know, I I want what you have. And the little girl almost begrudgingly says, here, you've asked for it. It is yours. But behind Jesus's back is a bigger teddy bear. Uh You don't often know when God asks for something what his plans are, but they're often greater than what your own plans are. And so as I was deliberating this, it just became clearer and clearer that, okay, this has been an interesting journey, but it's your journey, God, and I'm here to serve. And so when I accepted the call, I will tell you, I was very nervous because during the time I couldn't get to know you all personally. I was leaving a staff I loved for a staff I think I'm going to love. I love Judy, so why yeah. would I not love it? Um, So it's been an interesting time, but he has been there and provided encouragement, and I worshiped with you all once, and as I am here, this church makes my faith heart happy, and that's where it starts. When your faith heart is happy and full, you can share who you are with the people around you, the children, the parents. Um, I get it. Yeah. And God has blessed me in so many ways.
0: And Babs, Babs has stepped in during a difficult time and, <clears throat> and done an outstanding job. She, uh, uh, as she stepped in, um, she just has clicked with staff. Uh, as she stepped in to meet the teachers, she's appreciated the, the teachers and has clicked with them. And, um, and while there are questions in connection with the COVID virus, um, we've uh, steadily been moving forward and, and uh, um, ready to open this fall. But before we get there, um, what are some of the, uh, I guess, ministry activities that, that you will be doing as a part of the early childhood director here at King of Kings?
1: Um, ministry activities, um, I'm going to, of course, support the preschool. I want to help and support um, Sunday school with any questions they have, um, curriculum, encourage them in any way I can. Uh, I want to get uh, more active in VBS, Paul. Yeah. Uh, this year for VBS, I had already um, made other family plans at that time, uh, but I look forward to getting more active in, in VBS and. You know, I think when you serve in ministry, you just, you give them your heart and you see where the needs are. And I want to be able to respond to the needs of the ministry.
0: Okay. One of the things that, um, as we extended the call to Babs, one of the things that we wanted to do was strengthen the relationship between the preschool Correct. and the congregation. Mm-hmm. And so we changed our uh, ministry description from what it was uh, uh, to try and make that, uh, those connections stronger with the church. And um, already Babs has jumped in in different ways to help um, um, in the involvement that she's had with the church and, and uh, as we've talked with staff. So that's that's already been a blessing. Thank you. And um, so what, what are some of the things that you most enjoy about being a, a, a director of early childhood?
1: Oh, oh there's so many. Um, I enjoy serving the teachers and... Providing them what they need to be happy in their classroom. Because when you have that teacher happy, they're giving that joy to the children. Um, I enjoy conversations with parents, Um, whether it's about a child-related item or a struggle in their life, helping provide a little bit of encouragement in their day. Because many times parents, especially right now, they don't always feel like they're doing a good job and sometimes you have to help them see you are. You, you are blessing your child. You are doing wonderful. And um, parents don't need judgment right now. They need support. And I enjoy giving them the support that they need or finding resources for them. And uh, always it, it's a win-win conversation when that conversation can lead them to a more active faith life. Um, you know, well, tell me about your faith life, you know you know are you active in a church and it's all and it's about looking for opportunities to connect them to our church yeah. if they many times in early childhood families are starting to take those faith steps again they may have been uh, grown up in a family where church was active but then in their uh, young adulthood or different phases of life they've pulled away from the church some but when they have that child all of a sudden those memories come back good job mom and dad Those memories come back of what they want for their children, and they're looking for someone to help lead them and guide them. So I love leading and guiding them in a more active faith life and helping them see they are everything that God wants them to be and that he is there with them and uh, ready to walk forward.
0: Yeah. One of the philosophies that we have here at King of Kings is uh, how do we build up the family uh, to be the family? So how do we help parents To be parents as they parent and teach children um, whether it's about the faith or help them with studies Um, and so uh, we try to equip we try to do what we can to equip parents uh, to be the best parents they can be and uh, there's there's oftentimes a lot of questions that go with parenting one of the Mm -hmm. things that we do is uh, we like to have a parenting class Um, and so um, for parents to gather and, and to go through a, a, a study a curriculum to talk about how can I be a, a good and faithful parent in this role that God has given me um, and it's um, <clears throat> but to have someone with some expertise um, that has been talking about that uh, throughout their life and uh is a is often a great help and um again you mentioned um I, I thought of the word encouragement a lot of times parents just need that encouragement um to do those things that god has given them to do to to be the parent to be the loving parent uh, right. the instructing parent mm-hmm. uh, the teaching parent um and and children love it as well because right. children love their parents they love to do things with their parents and um uh, to give parents the opportunity and encouragement to do that um, makes a family stronger, okay. and that makes the church stronger. becomes right. a blessing to all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a part of our philosophy as well. Um, has there been anything that has surprised you about ministry here or someplace else? Um, uh, God always brings in surprises in different he ways. Does. and, he does. and uh,
1: um So definitely the journey I took this year to, to join your congregation was a surprise to me. But it, it it's, it's not always surprising, but yet it is surprising, uh, those conversations you can have with children and how they can encourage and feed your faith heart. Because a, a child knows Jesus is my friend. A child knows that Jesus died for me and that God loves me. And so when you're having a conversation with them, it encourages me because I think sometimes we... Let the world complicate things so much. But in a child's mind, it's very right there in front of them. Very
0: simple and it concrete. Is. And it
1: is. So when I'm having a bad day or I'm, I'm having a moment, we all have them, you'll often see me sitting down with the children to play and to read with them because that inspires me and that brings me back to the simple truths that, that they are loved, that God loves them, and that everything is just going to be okay. Yeah. So it, it it surprises, yet it doesn't surprise at the same time.
0: Yeah. And children are so honest. Yes, they, just, they are. They share what's on their heart and mind. And
1: so honest and, and, and quick to forgive and get over things. As much as they will not invite you to their birthday party, yep. you are their best friend the next moment on the playground. Yeah. So I love that about
0: kids. And they have their wear their emotions on their sleeves. They do. They tell you you know if they're sad you can see it on their face absolutely um you can hear it in their voice and
1: uh oh but the laughter of those kiddos oh yeah, my goodness that is a joy resonates
0: yeah i think back um i when i grew up i went to a lutheran school and one of my greatest joys was to hear the children sing oh uh, yeah. to be in a children's choir and mm-hmm. and i still that that still touches my heart today when i get to hear children sing absolutely. whether it's in vbs or in church or another in, uh, in other times um and what a blessing that is. Um, uh, what are, there, there's not only blessings in ministry, but there are also some difficulties in ministry. What have been some challenges, some hardships that you've struggled with mm-hmm. um, as you've gone into ministry over the years?
1: Um, you know, challenges are always there. They're at many different levels. Um, definitely, we're going through the challenge of trying to serve um, our outreach preschool during COVID. Um, that has brought on many levels of challenges from scared parents to scared teachers to regulation transfers
0: over to children too children can be scared
1: absolutely Um, there's a great book out there um, that I encourage everyone with children it's on YouTube it's called the world has caught a cold Um, and it helps children understand what's going on in in the world because what they're used to is not the same anymore and They need to understand at their level that we're gonna be okay, but the world has caught a cold and we all look different and and we wear masks to protect each other and we can't see grandma and grandpa as much as we want to, but we will. The world has caught a cold and things are um, different for now, but they will be better. We will get to see grandma and grandpa and have those play dates and their birthday parties. Um, But again, God is in the middle of it. but that has been uh, multiple levels of challenge, but we have found a way, and I, again, I'm so blessed to serve this church. This church is, is behind supporting the teachers in the classroom to reduce the size during the current COVID concerns so the teachers are not so afraid to teach, so we can greet the parents at the door with bubbles. We're going to have a, a bubble machine, bubbles, and music greeting the parents. Children at the door with their parents checking them to make sure they don't don't have a current fever and then welcoming them into our classrooms Um, so those this has definitely been a challenge none of us prepared for um, but we take it one step at a time and we make sure that God is in the middle of it and uh, we respond to what is going on around us
0: and God is faithful even in those Mm -hmm. times when we're not sure what to do Um, I think one of the hardest times for people <clears throat> is simply to wait, and sometimes God asks us to wait on Him um, as He is at work in the world, and we don't understand. We mm-hmm. don't understand how long. We don't understand when it's, right. um, um, uh, when we need to wait no longer, mm-hmm. and, um, and so, but we, we trust in God and trust that He'll let us know when we need to take those next steps. So you were talking about some things that are... Oh, we do have a question. Yeah. Um, Scott is asking, Pastor is asking if someone viewing King of Kings, um, what is one thing you see about our culture that excites you and what is one thing that you see in our culture that we could improve? Okay. Um as, So I'm mm-hmm. gonna say the question again for those that are mm-hmm. watching. Uh one of the questions that was given online was uh what are some of the things that excite you? and uh, about King of Kings, about the culture, and what's maybe one part of our culture that can be improved?
1: Um, So as being new to King of Kings, um, I think the growth opportunity here is so exciting because I can see it. Um, I can see the, the fully formed foundation of King of Kings, and I can see the growth to come. But as you said, we're currently in a wait right now, and sometimes that's hard knowing that 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 the growth is there the potential is there um but it's very exciting to get to know everyone and see all of the good things that are already going on so that is very exciting um and then what was the second part is Uh, is
0: there an area that we can um, improve on
1: an area that we can improve on that's hard to tell with the the two months i've been here in the current times uh... but what i can tell you that I I think many ministries are struggling is the technology part of it but I am so excited about what we are doing here you have Paul that has been a tremendous resource and blessing with the gifts that he's been giving the way that the uh, King of Kings has responded to the, the coffee talk the communion you know uh, through the parking lot and then you know eventually in church again that has been so exciting because, unfortunately, not every church can respond the way that, that we have. Um, so as far as the needs, uh, other than the current COVID times, I, I am blessed, and I do not see the needs here as much as the blessings, the joy, the, the struggle, the real struggle, and the response is just incredible.
0: Yeah. One of the challenges that I often talk about is um, as— Especially as we bring, as we have a number of staff, is <clears throat> how do we keep staff all aligned, aligned and working together? And the the image that comes into my mind is um, that of a stagecoach with horses. All they're connected <laughs> to each other. They're mm-hmm. uh, connected to the stagecoach. They're all pulling in the same direction, and and so that's one of the challenges to to have us all see the same vision and all working to go in the same direction Mm -hmm. and um, it's an ongoing challenge but it's it's um, uh, we're blessed with the staff that we have Mm -hmm. and um, and as you said God is in the middle of all that's going on Um, so you began to talk about some of the things that we have planned for Mm -hmm. this fall Mm -hmm. Um, you talked about what's going to happen when kids come to school Mm -hmm. Um, anything else that you we could share with you parents or others about uh, what we're planning to do this Mm -hmm. fall as as we look forward to get preschool started again
1: so school will look a little bit different um, in the fact that we will uh, when you start the school year we will not be able to hold an in-person parent meeting Um, I will do some videos where I explain basic policies and procedures to them the teachers will do a zoom meeting so the parents can get to know them but more importantly parents can get to see each other and understand the classroom community that their child is in so um, probably very little parents to be brought in which would be a a challenge Um, but again it's how we rise to that challenge Uh, so we will the families will be able to come in one time have a personal in classroom meeting with the teacher and then when we will take safety precautions in between those meetings we will do an outside popsicles on the playground where the children will then get to see their teacher for the second time on our playground. And then that very first day as the children drive up in their cars, the parents would have uh, had to have answered an at-home health survey. Uh, Is your child currently experiencing any symptoms of COVID or currently have a fever? Has anyone in your family uh, been uh, tested positive for COVID in the last 14 days? If all of those are no, then they can proceed to school. I will um, check the child with a non-contact thermometer to make sure they're not currently having a temperature. And then uh, we will help escort the children through bubbles and fun music uh, and guide them into the classroom. Uh, in the classroom, um, we put a cap of 10 children right now in the classroom with their teachers. The toys, there will not be as many toys out um, as there had been in the past because any toy that is played with during the day has to be cleaned, sanitized, and disinfected before the next day. Um, But uh, And then out at the playground they will be staggered no more than two classes at a a time and then two different zones. But what will be the same in preschool is God is at the heart of what we do. We share the heart of the king. The teacher smiles will be there the children's laughter and the giggles will be there, their friends will be there, and as always, we will support them and the community as we can.
0: Okay. Um, have you thought about, are there uh, contingency plans if things <laughs> get better or worse, or mm-hmm. um, has there been, what are some of the thoughts that, that have, may have also been put in place?
1: Sure. Um, so we, I listen and monitor a lot of, you know, what's going on around us, And being our preschool with the reduced class size, um, if Parkway closes, our school district that we're in, uh, for COVID concerns, we have to remember they're part of a very large school system. If they go to all remote, we will not automatically go to all remote because we've already taken safety precautions for our children. However, if the uh, county, goes back to only essential businesses being open then we do have a forum to do some virtual learning uh, within the preschool setting the teachers are using an app called seesaw which basically makes them a a digital facebook page where they will post their their newsletters they get to post pictures of the children uh, that are sent home to the parents since they cannot come in and see the classroom Uh, What my request is, is if we have to go virtual, and I'm praying we don't, um, that each teacher for the days the children attend will have three different activities that address the developing domains and one video a day of them either reading a book to the children or doing an activity. So, But what we found last year, that was good. Parents are very thankful because when this happened, there's so many resources out there, and they're like, what do I use? And the teacher will be able to fine-tune what that that child needs and support that parents as their mind will be so many other places but what we found the kids need is they missing each other too yeah so we will also do zoom opportunities with children which is interesting if you've ever zoomed with 12 preschoolers all at once trying to talk it is crazy what we've learned is we will zoom and we will mute them and let them do show and tell one at a time where we unmute the mic and they get to show something really fun at their their house or we will do a dance party and you know what happens in preschool stays there you know dancing is is yes no matter what the children love it and then we will unmute their mics at once one at a time so they can all talk to each other they can see each other we want to build that sense of community in our classroom and the children missed it desperately last year when it was taken from us um... they want to see their teachers they want to connect and we want to be there for the family. So we've Very got good. some fallback plans, but I hope,
0: hope and, pray and pray we, we don't do have, not. have to use them. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Um, anything else that you would like to share?
1: Uh, um, I'm just, again, so thankful for my call here at King of Kings. Um, this is, is a blessing to be here. This journey is tough, and I think it's okay to call it tough. Um, but I see so many wonderful ministry opportunities within these moments. Uh, the support that is here is outstanding Um, we're going to be fine. Um, It's going to be difficult at times Um, but I look forward to being on the other side of this and and the, the growth to come
0: as do I as yes. do I yes. so just one one final question I have uh, is there a favorite Bible passage that you have
1: yes yes it, one that has continually spoken to me um, just actually I picked it out when I was going through my adult um, confirmation classes you know to join the Lutheran faith um, it's Philippians 1 verse 6 it says be confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it unto the completion until the day of Christ Jesus Because so many things, I didn't start. He started. I I responded to, not always understanding, but believing. I Mm -hmm. knew he had a plan for me. And then how blessed am I to see it at times. And other times you don't see it, but you know it's his plan. So that has always spoken to me. I don't know uh, where God's journey is taking me, but I know he's at the center of it. And I know um, I am here to serve him. Uh, wherever he calls me and and I am so thankful that he called me to this church
0: our confidence is in Christ and uh, even in the midst of those things that we don't understand and uh, just what a great example of faith and and encouragement to those who are listening thank you so thank you would you be willing to close us in prayer sure Absolutely. Okay? and so again we want to thank our folks for listening and watching I want to thank Babs for being here and sharing sure. her story and and uh, how God has been working in her life and we are we are blessed uh, to have Babs with us and um, and so if you'd close us in prayer
1: absolutely dear Heavenly Father thank you so much for um, being here with us uh, thank you for being with us through these moments Uh, There's definitely uncertain times around us, but we are certain in your faithfulness and your deliverance, and um, that these are things that together we will see our way through. Thank you for this wonderful congregation of King of Kings uh, as they share the heart of the King with the community. Um, I am, again, just thankful to be part of this incredible team, and I look forward to getting to know the congregation. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you again. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Coffee and Clergy podcast. We're glad you could join the conversation. Coffee and Clergy is a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church in Chesterfield, Missouri. You can watch it live on YouTube or Facebook Wednesdays at 9.30 a.m. Central. And we post the podcast on Thursdays. For more information, check out our website at www.kokstl.org. Blessings on your day, and we'll see
1: you next time.